four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. That's right. Welcome to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm Tanner, and joining me today is the villain of the piece, Eric. Yo. His spark is art, Jake. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And we wants the redhead's college roommate, Brock. That was pretty much what I was known for in college, so I'll take it. (laughs) And if you're wondering why all of those introductions are from previous episodes, as well as our first Past Pitch episode, that's because, that's right, it is Past Pitch 2, Electric Boogaloo, Back in the Habit, 2 Past 2 Pitch today. The Squeakwall. The Squeakwall. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to go through all of those and leave out the Squeakwall? Die harder. (laughs) Yeah, Shame. we're back at it. Shame. You guys excited about this one, or what? What are the? What's the feeling here? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah, yeah. We all got some pitches that I think we uh, we wanted them to have their moment in the sun. Uh, and you know, one of us will get that, and three of us yeah, will have the their rest. idea rejected twice, which is always <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's like always the feet. stress of this for me. I'm just like. A, I don't take as good of notes as you guys do. Uh, and <laughs> B, I'm like, I don't do well with failure. I fail a lot on this podcast. And then oh. <laughs> it reminds me of past failures and then becomes a current failure again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. for me. That seems healthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of the excitement, I think, of these episodes, too, is just waiting to see what everybody picked to bring back, like what they thought was worthy. I'm I'm genuinely curious to see what you guys all brought back. I tried not to look at the list, so I would be surprised. I, I put something on the list and then realized I did not remember enough about my idea. Oh. To... <laughs> <laughs> and then decided not to go listen to the episode to remember more about my idea. I was going to say, if only there was a recorded documentation <laughs> of that idea somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I have also switched mine like seven times in self-doubt through pretty much every losing idea I've had. Uh, be- I was unable to find the notes for mine, so... So just to be clear for anybody um, at home who has not heard our other past pitch episode, uh, the way this works is we pick pitches of our own from previous episodes that did not win in their respective episodes, but we think deserve a second chance. So we're bringing them back. Um, We can tweak them if we feel uh, the need to in order to make them better and maybe get them chosen this time. And uh, we're going to, you know, hopefully push them through and see how it goes. Yeah, this is different than in uh, normal episodes. Sometimes uh, we have past pitches come through Brock's brain uh, from when he wasn't paying attention to (laughs) what we were saying. Uh, This time it is intentional, and we're bringing back our own pitches. Nice. uh, You want to weigh in on that, Brock? Go f*** yourself. I'm sorry. You look so sad. Oh, and before we get started, I should remind everybody to submit any questions, comments, or concerns uh, that you may have about our podcast that you want us to discuss and answer on our 50th episode, which is coming up soon. Maybe I'm going to go on the, the record concerns. and say, yeah, not the concerns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we don't have a four-hour time slot, so please, just questions. <laughs> the four of us are concerned enough. All right, well. On that note, um, are we ready to dive into this? What do you guys think? Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. go. All right. Who is up first today, Eric? Um, I'll go first today, uh, the die says, randomly. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so for this one, uh, I am hitting the Wayback Machine and going... Let's see here. Uh, back to episode number five. All right. Uh, which was Tomorrowland New IP. 
Um, and I'm going to reintroduce my World's Fair 3000, um, which is sort of like set over top of Tomorrowland uh, as a, a steampunk in the sky hub. Um, I'd like to reintroduce it either as that idea or a complete new look for Tomorrowland, like maybe like a year or two um, overlay of the entire land itself where they just kind of completely change uh, the, the streetmosphere and the atmosphere of the area to, um, this steampunk year 3000, um, and give everything, you know, a lot of that, like, copper, metallic, uh, Jules Verne kind of vibe to it. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, necessarily, the, the discussion would be, like, what kind of thing would be, like, the A-ticket attraction of that kind of, um, of, of that kind of thing and sort of what the differences might look like. Um, but that's an idea I was always very excited about has been mentioned in the podcast, other places as things that like other people were excited about. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm rolling that one back out for you guys to digest. Sure. Um, and, and just to be clear, just to be clear, that is an entire land, correct? Could be. So that, that that's the oh. thing. That's what I that I, I I guess my my new pitch is either like we is the idea of bringing it into the land as opposed to just like uh, the new overlay on top of it, uh, giving Tomorrowland a few year overhaul as the World's Fair, the year three thousand. Um, gotcha. To give a, a little more scope to the possibilities of what could be brought to it. Okay. If that makes cool. sense. Yeah. Sweet. So that's my pitch. Um, next up, we have uh, Dice Roll Sound. Jake. All right. So I am going all the way back to <laughs> episode 42, which was actually just a few weeks ago. Um, but I am really excited about my Phineas and Ferb coaster, which also ties into a Perry the Platypus versus Dr. Doofenshmirtz dark ride. Um, so to recap that one for anybody who missed it, that was in our roller coaster two episode. Um, it would be the Phineas and Ferb roller coaster that was featured in not only the pilot episode of Phineas and Ferb, but then also later in the roller coaster musical episode when they redid the episode as a musical. Um, and they, the boys built this awesome roller coaster in their backyard. They want it to be the greatest roller coaster ever. Um, and it features all kinds of cool, fun things such as rubber snakes. It goes through a car wash. It goes through the downtown area. Um, and then you see all this cool stuff on the coaster and there's fun music and all that. And then the twist of this is there would be a secondary ride, which is a dark ride, which is the story of Perry the Platypus going to fight Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Um, and the rides kind of will coincide with each other and, um, connect to each other. Uh, just how the episodes, there's always two storylines that tie into each other. The rides would function in the same way. Um, and I thought it would be fun to have a little bit of a fourth wall break from Dr. Doofenshmirtz because he does that sometimes. Um, I think his evil plot would be, and because this is, I think this is on brand for him, um, his plot is he wants to move the entirety of Walt Disney World to his own backyard so that he doesn't have to wait in the long lines anymore. Um, and I think maybe he would be trying to accomplish this with magnets, which is what he is using in that episode. He's using magnets to move Danville. Um, that's my pitch. Well, to quote the seminal Insane Clown Posse song, Miracles, fucking magnets? How did they work? <laughs> so in wow. the episode, what happens is he, he coats the entire city with uh, foil and then tries to use magnets to lift the city into the sky, and all the magnets do is lift the foil off of the city. <laughs> that does not answer the insane clown posse's question, Jake, which is how do they work? <laughs> I could not tell you, Eric. 
It's just okay. one of life's great mysteries. Nobody really knows. Nobody, yeah, nobody knows. That's the thing. <laughs> they ask, but nobody knows. Uh, Brock. Oh, my pitch. Oh. Yes. It, it came very you thought he was suddenly. asking about the magnet, Brock. What do you think about magnets? <laughs> Brock, they're, they're as a cool, known juggalo, can you give us our your opinion of the ICP? Hey, man, Fago, am I right? <laughs> Which I learned is apparently part of that. Really? Poor Fago. Part of well, because your it, culture ICP you is mean, from Brock? Michigan, so like, yeah, Orange Fago, I think, is like a part of their. Oh. Juggalo culture. It's rock and rye, but okay. Oh, is it rock and rye? Yeah. I love rock and rye. That's the best one, so I get that. Um, anyway, my pitch is going to be rock and rye, the experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, so I am taking us back to our second restaurant episode. Uh, I love pitching a good restaurant on this show. Uh, and the restaurant I would like to bring back is my... Wonderland Cafe. Now, in the past, it was rejected because it was too big. It had three dining rooms, and we just couldn't handle it. (laughs) But I think we can handle it now. (laughs) Um, Oh, so you didn't make uh, it smaller? (laughs) No! Yeah, so you say you didn't take the note about why we didn't like it? Uh, Can't wait to vote for it now. (laughs) I just waited for us to get stronger. We needed to level up, baby. Um, So, uh, for those who didn't listen, it is a restaurant themed to Alice in Wonderland. It's going to be split into three different dining rooms. Um, The tea party room is going to be based on the mad tea party scene. Uh, There's going to be large, mismatched furniture, different, like, large tea cakes you can sit in, large teacups. It's going to be this sort of wild delirium of a restaurant dining experience. Uh, Another of the rooms is going to be the Queen's Court. This is going to be experiencing uh, the Queen of Hearts, her castle. Uh, We're going to see card guard animatronics. Uh, They're painting the roses. All that sort of iconic imagery. The the flamingo croquet. And uh, finally, the third room is going to be the gardens which is going to have animatronics of the talking flowers, um, some other crazy characters, and this is going to just be kind of outside in Wonderland, get the feeling of wandering through the woods in Wonderland. Um, Another idea I had is that while you eat throughout, uh, no matter where you're sitting, you'll slowly see the Cheshire Cat appear and disappear in different places in the restaurant. Love that. Yeah, so uh, I think we can get into details in the Q&A, and I'm excited to talk about this guy again. I love being freaked out when I eat. Um, (laughs) Good. (laughs) It really helps with the digestion. (laughs) That does sound really cool, but you still got to give me uh, I know. <laughs> it wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't. All right. So earlier, Eric asked an important question about how magnets work. <laughs> None of us here could answer that question. But you well, know who could, don't you? Eric, we do know who could. So make room in that DeLorean you're riding in, because I am also going back <laughs> to our Tomorrowland new IP episode. Uh, To find our old friends, Adam and Molly Q. (laughs) Should I have gone back to that episode? (laughs) (laughs) Our friends, Adam and Molly Q, are going to show us how the world works. They're going to show us technology of the future that goes hilariously wrong while still educating our youths. That was the story of what my ride was about. Uh, But this morning, I was not going to do this pitch, full disclosure, listeners, until this morning when... An idea struck me. Who could I say? Maybe it came from my brain. Maybe it came from the heavens themselves. Maybe if you don't vote for my idea, you are defying the will of the universe that gave me the idea to create an entire Adam and Molly Q universe where there are different friends and cousins in each of the parks educating children in streetmosphere level shows about different things like animals how film works something in that vaccines work <laughs> yeah honestly we need it <laughs> have them at yeah. the gate have a 
have characters explaining to angry people refusing to wear a mask inside a restaurant how the <laughs> transmission of deadly viruses work. Yeah. In a funny yeah, so, way, uh, in a slapstick uh, way. <laughs> the Epcot one could just be like giving, it's like telling people not to be racist. Yeah, yeah. giving like and a history of white nationalism. Yeah, be like, don't be like these assholes. Well, I was gonna go more with like celebrating different uh, cultures and stuff. Tanner, just to clarify, in case anybody doesn't remember, this is a streetmosphere show, correct? Yes. Okay. And for anyone at home who doesn't know what that means, a streetmosphere show is something that would just kind of take place on the paths as you're walking by. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so these are just little, quick, short bits and shows that would be happening that people could watch. I think that streetmosphere is something we haven't talked about a lot on the podcast. Brock's pitched them for Frontierland with his Apple Dumpling Gang uh, one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, choking on my words. Uh <laughs> But I think the streetmosphere adds life to the parks in a way that we could explore. And then kind of going into how they could relate to each of the parks, I think, is an interesting exploration. Keeping the educational aspect with the kind of, in something goes wrong, that makes the parks fun. That's a cool idea. Thank you. All right. So with that, are we ready for Q&A? I think we might be. Yes, let's answer some questions. Who's got but not questions? like how we're going to do it during the 50th episode with your help, listener, by sending us in your questions for us to answer. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> nice. nice tie in, Tanner. Nicely done. All right. Speaking um, of yeah, segments. I've got a question. Oh, I was no, just going to say, I have, a question f- <laughs> I have a question for our friend Tanner. Um, so have you given any thought to, like, the names or the style or the even the personalities of the characters in the other pavilion uh, in the other parks or is that something you'd want to come up with together? That is something I was hoping to develop more together. My general idea was kind of putting the uh, Epcot ones in World's Fair, talking about kind of exploration and what we can uh, travel. I think was part of what I wanted to look at with them because I felt like going into like Future World would be too close to the Tomorrowland stuff. So then, in World mm-hmm. Showcase, would they have like a specific spot they're in, or would they move around all of World Showcase? Like sometimes they're in Italy, sometimes they're in France, like sometimes they're my in Mexico. thought was you never like kind of be. like them traveling through the lands. They could have like a different short show for each one, kind of exploring uh, that area themselves, like where we okay. can kind of sneak in some educational bits and then like different things of them going through each area. Uh, each country and kind of what they're doing and kind of have it a little short story focused on that in the same way we'd have a couple different shows in the Tomorrowland one where like I had like one with like a self-cleaning robot one with like uh, a pizza making machine (laughs) 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 so like that kind of adds like guest value to if you see them more than once okay cool yeah and then in Animal Kingdom, I was thinking they'd be educating us on different conservation techniques and different animals is one that I thought would lead to some funny bits as they try to teach people about different animals and then stuff happens with them that kind of goes wrong. The animals misbehave. I thought that would be fun. And then in yeah. Hollywood Studios, that one... We're going to need to use all of our brain power because I was like, oh, we can talk about like how films are created. But like Hollywood Studios doesn't really touch on that much yeah, anymore. They've kind of fucked up the entire <laughs> theming of Hollywood Studios. We can talk about how we build new lands uh, for our properties. Yeah, how, how we can shoehorn <laughs> Star Wars into every fucking thing. Hey, at least we gave them a house now. Yeah, hopefully they'll stay in it. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the one ride that is not leaving that won't be in Star Wars land. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's kind of what I was thinking is they'd each be kind of their area of focus would be on what they're doing. They're all kind of in my idea, Mm well-meaning, educator, scientist type people. Uh 
So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. As far as punny names, yeah, if I had had this uh, meeting with the Universal Spirits uh, beforehand, <laughs> maybe I would have gotten more. But you know, can't help when I'm contacted you. by great ideas. Yeah, you can't help it. <laughs> it's just it yeah. There was a lot of information in that question. Thank you, Tanner. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I kind of went rambling. <laughs> That's okay. That's we're 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 men on a podcast. That's why we did this. So, Eric, yes. I have a question for you. Um, I kind of the original pitch was that the World Fair three thousand would be up in the sky, like the Astro Orbiter. That's still yeah. part of the plan, correct? So I- yeah, I, so I guess the 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 pitch is two leveled in that okay. I think there were some ambition issues with keeping it above everything. So I I, I wouldn't mind that, but I also like the idea of getting a little more practical and just sort of overlaying Tomorrowland in this format. Um, okay. Uh, and that gives us just more room to play and not have to deal with the logistical nightmare that is keeping everything 50 feet off of the ground. Um, so I think that's where the where I ended up landing on this. Was okay. that it's not really still above everything, is that it is inhabited Tomorrowland and given Tomorrowland more of an identity for however long um, they would choose to keep it up. Gotcha. I have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the sake of this podcast, I think Tomorrowland's always kind of had an idea, a problem with its racing uh, to keep up with itself. Uh, in time in the future, would you be open to uh, keeping this as like a way to overhaul Tomorrowland into something that the future probably never will be, but will always read oh. as future permanently? One hundred percent. This is the uh, that would be the idea of we set it at whatever permanent imagination we come up with for this World's Fair. Obviously, bring stuff in and out, but mm-hmm. yeah, okay, would, that yeah. Is, Part of the draw is to keep it uh, redundancy-proof, I guess, or to keep it within its own scope, right? Like, identity. I, this is the, the word that keeps jumping to mind. Yeah. Because Tomorrowland has felt so identity-less for so long, at least in my experience mm-hmm. with it. They did try to do the steampunk thing in, like, the late 90s, which is... Um, Part of like the inspiration for the pitch to begin with, but it, it fell apart pretty quickly. So. Yeah, and in Disney World, they have like the Tomorrowland Transit Authority of it's kind of like a space port area, but I'm not sure how well that reads. So <laughs> yeah. doing it as some f- overhauling them both into kind of like a giant like future world's fair where you can kind of keep that magical fantasy element of the future, but stuff sounds really cool. Yeah, I think mm. it'd be fun. So I have a question for Brock. Yes. Um, we kind of discussed already where Eric and Tanner obviously have in mind for locations for their uh, pitch. Where would your restaurant be located? Um, one of the ideas I have, and I, I still really like it, is putting this in the England Pavilion, the United Kingdom Pavilion of Epcot. <laughs> Um, because I know we don't terribly love putting IPs into Epcot, but I think it's inevitable. And Alice in Wonderland is an IP that's actually tied into British identity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually a culturally important intellectual property. Um, so I think it's kind of the perfect place. Plus, that would give England somewhere to eat other than just the fish and chips stand, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you're not going to kill my fish and chips stand. Yeah, absolutely not. No. (laughs) No, that's... That's not happening. (laughs) 
I would never. If I remember correctly, last time I thought Jake raised questions about uh, what type of Eng- uh, English food you would be serving at this restaurant. Have you found a way to make it delicious yet? I it always was gonna be, um, <laughs> but yeah. So I'm thinking kind of the Regency era, uh, Edwardian era type idea of you know pheasants and Cornish game hen. Uh, maybe finger sandwiches with tea. Dude, nobody wants um, to eat fingers. <laughs> That's true. You're right. I should advi- I should revise that policy. Um, but yeah, sort of takes on the old British tea uh, food, the high 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 tea sort of fancy fancy meals that are also given a Wonderland take. So things are a little less stuffy, a little more accessible in a fun silly way like the pheasants dyed green <laughs> yeah the pheasant is dyed green <laughs> wait no blue yeah, or purple or something that looks less sickly than uh yeah. <laughs> green <laughs> just a pink pheasant <laughs> when i eat poultry i like it to be pink yeah i was gonna say let's avoid pink, pink with yeah, the poultry okay. actually <laughs> black we'll make it black final offer burnt <laughs> Oh, you're losing us, Brock. (laughs) Jake, though, since you had a question about where Brock was placing his ride, where are these rides uh, going? So this was a problem that we kind of had before when we talked about this this ride. Um, Because there's not a lot of great places to just stick it. Because it's a cartoon, but at the same time, it's not like fantastical cartoon it's supposed to be kind of rooted in realism so it's not really a fantasy land property um i don't know i'd be open to hear what you guys might have to say uh but yeah that's that's tough i i'm I'm really not sure disney's california adventure (laughs) yeah yeah honestly i think that's what we settled on last time (laughs) (laughs) yeah california adventure and Frankly, Hollywood studios are basically just coming the mis- becoming the miscellaneous catch-all of yeah, Disney parks. Like the dumping grounds of well, we don't know what to do with this, so shove it in here. Okay, so yeah, I think that we decided on Hollywood Studios last time. I would be fine with that. Ooh, but maybe that was the decision that caused you to lose. <laughs> Thanks, Tanner. <laughs> mm, well, we'll find out today, won't we? We don't <laughs> want Hollywood Studios to get any new rides. <laughs> Yeah, f*** that place. Eric. Wait, did I say Hollywood Studios? I meant California Adventure. Okay, well, I'll allow that. Sorry, (laughs) Hollywood, California. Yeah, no, I I was only on board when it was Hollywood Studios. I think California Adventure makes the most sense out of all of the options. What about Disney's Hollywood California Adventure Studios? (laughs) (laughs) All right, compromise. We'll just build the uh, failed theme park idea of Disney's America uh, and put it there. (laughs) Great. Other compromise. We just agree not to vote for Jake, and we don't have to worry about it. Put it in (laughs) the streets of Kissimmee. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is... An imagination-based podcast. You can put it where the fuck you want. And you'd be like, hey. <laughs> it's it, on the moon. It can, right yeah, it can only lot. be reached by the billionaires who go to space. <laughs> Great. Right? That's like, just what yeah. I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, us too, so no one writes your ride. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Any other questions? Yeah, I had another question for Eric. Mm. Uh, with this, now looking at this grand scale change to Tomorrowland. What are we doing with uh, the Space Mountain? So I think Space Mountain, I mean, you keep Space Mountain and you figure out a way maybe just to change like a little bit of the ride vehicle or you don't fucking touch it. Um, well, in, Disneyland, it in, it in Disneyland Paris, they still have Space Mountain and it's they rethemed it to be steampunk. Yeah, and you could do that. Or you can honestly just like change a little bit of the queue to match. I you don't trash it. That's the wrong answer, but uh, just some minor tweaks. 
I just wanted to check business. to see where we were at because I was like, yeah. I didn't know if like you were like, we destroy it and we build something new or we don't. <laughs> you say Space Mountain, but I'm pretty sure it's been a spaghetti quantum ride for a while now. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right. Yes. So why isn't you, yeah, why didn't you pitch an entire <laughs> Lady in the Trampification of Tomorrowland? I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Because Jake yells at me for my destroy <laughs> ideas because they're too fucked up, and I didn't want to bring that to this either. The yeah, only one who ever yelled about that was Brock. That's true. I mean, I I just think it was odd when you tried to change uh, Jungle Cruise to The Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> well... Vision. Any other questions? Some people have it. Some people don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're. I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, let's move on to that vote then. All right, Brock. All right. Uh, I mean, there's a reason we brought all these pitches back. They're all solid. I want to talk about them all, but today I was excited about Tanner's new uh, streetmosphere ideas. So I'd like to talk about those. Thanks. All right. My turn to vote now? Yes. All right. I really loved all of these ideas. Today, though, I'm going to go with, I think, Tomorrowland's been a thorn in Disney's side for a long time. I think it's only right that we give Disney even more, despite them not giving us money, by giving them their solution to fix it with the World's Fair 3000. Thank you. Um, solid. Everybody's so so good. You guys are my babies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, what a way to spring it on us! <laughs> I just want some time to do a podcast with my boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think top to bottom. Episode 5, Tomorrowland IP, may have been the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> and in large part uh, on the strength of Adam and Molly Q, which is an idea I know we've all been excited about ever since it was first introduced. And I think the expanded universe of that family is very exciting. So that is where my vote will go. All right, Jake. Um, well, I think one of my favorite ideas ever that has been talked about on this podcast um, in any episode is Brock's Alice in Wonderland um, restaurant. I voted for it then, and I'm definitely voting for it now, even though it's just ceremonial at this point. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, every vote counts, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have our listeners... Have lose faith in the democratic process. <laughs> yeah, they're holding on by a thread to the fact that things are actually randomly selected at this point in the show. <laughs> <laughs> the lightning round is and has always been a beacon of hope and is randomly selected. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far about what the lightning round is. Yeah. Beacon of hope is strong. Beacon of madness. Yeah, but it's always random. Yes, that is true. It has been a beacon of randomness. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, Tanner. Thank you guys very much. Very excited to talk about uh, this idea. Something that, is from way back, so it'll be fun to see what are now stronger, as Brock put it, minds can put together with it. So I'm trying to Google like science words, to yeah, try and like come up with cool punny names for the extended Adam and Molecule family. Uh, one I was uh, thinking about for the World Showcase would be like a really cool kid, like a really cool mm. guy named X Plore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's like a he's like a X Games kind of. Yeah, he's extreme. 90s. Yeah, he's like and that's Max why Goof go crazy. In uh, he's like uh, he's he's Pauly Shore's character in the second in an extremely, extremely goofy, goofy movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, that's why things go wrong when they're exploring, because he has to take everything to the extreme. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Man, an extremely goofy movie wasn't very good. I'm sorry, Brock. It wasn't good. I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Some people have no chance. I'll give you that it wasn't great. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, why don't you like the Leaning Tower tower of Chisa? I love... Oh, don't you fucking start with me, Tanner Costin. That was not in that movie. That was in a regular Goofy movie, which is a fucking masterpiece. No, it's in the sequel for sure, too. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> you can't say that a movie's not good if you were drunk when you saw it. <laughs> I got See, this finally, finally, I understand a bit. I've I've been had. I've been found out. <laughs> Eric, Hint, how drunk but were you when you watched uh, Emperor's New Groove? <laughs> in Eric's defense, I am I am like a hundred percent sure that Leaning Tower of Chizo was only in the first movie. No, no, I remember Polly Shore's Pauly character Shore saying definitely the does it. Leaning Tower. Yeah, he is Chisa. the one who says it because he's in the first movie too. No, he, he does it in the, the second one in the cafe where they're snapping and meet the snappy girl. At the college cafe. Yeah, I will. Poetry I'm gonna say slam. I know. I have heard of the Leaning Tower of Chiza, and I've never seen the first one. But he's he he doesn't. In the second one, he's eating nachos. I don't That's mean to get super of. off topic, but how can you be? Con- how have you not seen the first one? I mean, I think I might have when I was like three. But so yeah, much no, of your grandma had the first one on VHS. Right we now. saw the first one several times. I I don't remember it. So much of who y- your essence is makes so much more sense now that you like <laughs> mo- more identify with an extremely goofy movie over a goofy movie. I, wow! Wow! I will go on record of saying a say. goofy movie is way better. <laughs> oh no! I I believe that wholeheartedly. I feel like though, <sighs> speaking of things we've discussed in the past. Uh, I think that's all came up when I pitched my uh, Goofy movie drop uh, log from right. I think Eric yeah. yelled at Brock for having not remembered <laughs> no. seeing the first one. This feels like the third or fourth time that I've done this on the podcast. <laughs> I will continue to every time hey, it comes up. Hey, this episode's up. all about nostalgia, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just we're circling back old bits too. Like yeah, that's a, it's. <laughs> We're bringing back all uh, the classics. Brock sucks. Adam and Molly Q. <laughs> Those are the two. <laughs> um, so I think the way to start this is going to be, uh, let's talk about what each of them are doing in each of the parks. Let's nail that down. And then we can come up with some fun names and personalities. Apart from Explore, who's perfect. <laughs> in every single way. Also, I've been looking yeah. it up. I think Jake is correct. He's eating pizza in the cafe, and he does not make a leaning tower of cheese. Or the pizza just looks really good. Yeah. Wow. My brain is breaking. <laughs> and then later they have nachos. Yeah. Maybe I've only seen the first one. <laughs> I, I misremembered. The nachos is in the disco scene. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. Leaning Tower of Chisa is Polly Shore's character, whose name is Bobby, by the way, and it definitely is in the first movie. His name is Polly Shore. He does not do enough character work to be not called Polly Shore. <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up. All right. So we'll start with the uh, original namesakes and inspirations. Brock, stop making that face. I'm trying to explain. You know he's looking at the Leaning here. Tower of Chisa right now. <laughs> No, I'm looking at someone who did a cosplay of that character, and it's truly frightening. Oh. <laughs> we'll throw that up. <laughs> All right. So Adam and Molly Q, uh, we know their names are puns on the words Atom and Molecule. Uh, nice. They were going to be in uh, Tomorrowland. Uh, as street misformed perfect characters and the idea would be they are showing us technologies of the future keeping it kind of lighthearted with what they were uh so some of the ones that we had discussed were a self-cleaning uh cleaning robot that goes haywire like a uh 
what are those little fuckers that go around on people's floors? <laughs> Roombas? Roombas, but like a giant <laughs> scary thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think they should make a rebrand to Lil Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they probably so should. So, for the sake of, like, the show, would the robot be a person in a costume? Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious how that would play out. But, yeah, I, th- I think that would be wise. I think we would use a lot of uh, people in costumes in, like, to make some of the other scenes work. Almost like the uh, Muppets, uh, like, Beaker and stuff that were at... Epcot for a while doing stuff like mm-hmm. controlled. Uh, I think we could do some like light control stuff or like uh, the trash can that used to talk to people. Push in the, in the yeah push, push in the yeah, cactus push that was moved remote around. control. Um, yeah, and so, the Muppet Mobile Lab I think was also RC animatronics. Yeah, so if there was anything that we really need to like move, I think we can incorporate some of that into making things go haywire. Uh, yeah, to kind of hit beats as a hidden uh, control person. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then each of these little uh, shows that would kind of run throughout the day uh, would be just like discussing. The common thing would be they talk about how great the future is because of this new technology they have. Explain how it works a little bit, and then something goes wrong to make people laugh. As the pizza oven does the classic trick of creating too many pizzas and pizzas are flying out at people and it's smoking, things like that, that kind of just make it go wrong as then they quickly rush off and say, thanks, thanks, we'll be back later to teach you more fun stuff about the future and go off. I picture them as good-hearted, smart, but easily overwhelmed (laughs) scientists. I kind of envision it like the pizzas are like... um felt frisbees yeah and the machine like literally launches them and they yeah go just flings them all around get, get a good like 40 foot yeah you know 40 foot <laughs> distance on them i think that'd be pretty cool yeah that's fun so things like that i think like this story can be they work for like a like research and development a fictional research and development organization in tomorrowland where they're like going and showing these exciting uh technology to other people and the presentations just suck. Honestly, it could <laughs> just be like TRD, right? Tomorrowland yeah. Research and Development. And yeah. then keep all of the family, even the ones that are in other parks that don't have Tomorrowland, under that same branch, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, they have like a just like a little name tag that says, hello, TRD yeah. name, right? Or like it's on the back of their lab coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like the logo for it, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Also, Explorer has a sleeveless lab coat. Yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> of course. And sick and sick temporary tattoos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, I picture him in a backwards baseball cap with sunglasses. <laughs> yes. All of this but is like correct. The, those, like, fake wayfarers that have, like, the bright yellow uh, ear, ear bits. The arms. Of the glasses. Arms. That's that's a good word for it. Yes. <laughs> I, like, of this I like ear bits. <laughs> I wanna I wanna keep that. I wanna ke- always call the arms <laughs> of glasses ear bits from now on. Cool. So so we I think we've got Adam and Molly Q down. Yes. Let's move let, well, we have Explore, so let's move to Epcot. All right. Who's Explore's partner? Well, as uh, the rules of comedy would dictate, if we have one character who is super extreme and reckless, we need another character that is very nervous and into education. <laughs> and this I like is, it. Could uh, it be Explore's it, sister? That's fun. Yes. So what is the, the, the theming of what they're trying to teach about? We had them in the World Showcase was kind of what I had talked about. So, like, each of their skits would be about them traveling to a different area and discussing what that has to offer. I'm trying to think of more explore words. That aren't, like, honestly kind of badass. Yeah. (laughs) Keeping her nerdy. (laughs) Nerdier. She could just be named, like, Scout. Or, like... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that works actually. <laughs> For yeah. Scout and explore. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Scout and explore. <laughs> Which makes her Scout Plore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, canonically, her last name is Plore, yes. and his first name is just the letter X. X. <laughs> well, he could be Xavier. Like Xavier Atencio went by X, X Atencio, yeah. who was That's one fun. of the Disney Imagineers. So that could be kind of a shout out to him. I also like the idea that their last name is actually Pluransky. <laughs> yeah, but they, they go by Plor. Yeah. And like she, she definitely well, introduces herself as Scout Pluransky. Yeah, or he just goes by Explore. I'm Explore. Yeah. But she insists on calling him Xavier. Like if he's like yeah. causing problems, she's like, Xavier, get over here. Leave yeah. those people alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he has like a middle name too that isn't like at all scientific. It's like Alexander or something. Yes. But. Alexander Pluransky. It needs to be something that's like he really like Owen or or Dwight. You know, I do like like, I do like Dwight. Dwight is like the ultimate one syllable name that you can turn into two syllables. Yeah, right. Xavier Dwight Pluransky. Right, like that's yeah. It rolls off. (laughs) Feels good. Dwight. I like that a lot. That's that's a delight. Um, so what are some of their topics? They're going to be talking about exploration. Is it going to be scientific in nature Is it going to, or is it going to be more of a cultural thing? Originally, I thought more cultural. I feel like that's a finer line to walk when you're trying to have things like comedically go wrong. Go wrong. And also with the like Tomorrowland R&D kind of being our overarching, our overarching goal. Maybe more of a exploration into travel would like scientific things would be better. The more yeah, as it's kind maybe of they could talk about idea. like maybe they could talk about landmarks that are at those places or you know yeah um, uh, ge- geography you know mountains mm-hmm. like oh in this region they have the such and such hills and you know or even kind of like thing. science and technology that is specific to those countries like that has been developed or is being yeah. developed by them like yeah. in France they could talk about like Marie Curie or um yeah that's you know, fun that kind of thing I see I love the idea of like scout being the one to talk about like the cool history of like the science of things and then explore is like, and they have the Alps that you can rip gnarly. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I think so that's so we're all like, in agreement that he is '90s cool. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah. What well, okay, yeah. is Disney? I think that's the only cool Disney understands. <laughs> yeah. His name is literally Explore. <laughs> yeah. There's no other cool that guy could be. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what, and, and, and not that I would, but what is 2010s or 2020s cool. Yeah, I wouldn't like, either. I feel like this podcast, if we're trying to make it cool for the youth of today, we yeah, are not four guys hosting a Disney theme park I mean, podcast. Like, what the probably fuck? aren't like, the ones get to go turned to. And watch TikTok and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's making vape. TikTok videos, that's for sure. <laughs> Explore, very 90s. Uh, I think because that's all we understand. Yeah. Uh, and is like the one that tops about the topographical coolness of these places. It, like the cool things you can do in like their oceans or their mountains. And she is the one that's more likely to talk about like the history of their scientists or the right. cool minerals you can find and stuff like that's that. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I think that's a really great balance of both. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on to Animal Kingdom next. Um, what are we thinking? This is obviously going to be more, like, zoological in nature. So do we have any good names? Zoeology. We're going to just, like, Zoe, maybe? Yeah. Ooh, Zoeology. <laughs> I, am I on fucking crazy pills? Like, what? <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah, that's the yeah, first that thing is. I said. Oh, I oh, thought you Eric. said zoology. No, yeah. I said zoology. Oh, okay. Eric, you, you like broke up when you said it. So yeah, no, so I, I thought didn't. you just said Sorry. zoology as a name. And I was like, no, there's a way to make that work. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, Zoe would be cool. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, great idea. Why don't we do zoology? Thanks. <laughs> Holy shit. 
I mean, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Zoeology and her shady, shitty brother, conservation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the message we need to be sending. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do like Zoeology focusing more on animals, and then whoever the second person is should be. Connie Servation? It could be Connor. Connor. Conservation. Yeah, actually, um, I kind of like conservation is all right. <laughs> I do like the idea of having both a male and a female character that can work in conjunction with each other. See if the let's Google zoology words. <laughs> Elephant. Uh, tiger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Connor's the best we're gonna do. Out of yeah. This one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It took me a long time to come up with Adam and Molly Q. (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that we're even coming up with temporary placeholders for most of these is pretty impressive, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) There is nothing temporary about Explore and Scout Pluransky. Oh, no, that's locked in. Uh, (laughs) Conservation, I think, so far is the only one where I'm like, uh, we're open to suggestions. (laughs) Yeah. Include your suggestions along with questions about this episode by sending us questions for our Homer Sapien. (laughs) (laughs) Homer Sapien. I'm going to go with conservation. So So what do they do? Obviously, Zoe is going to be focused more on animals and talking about different animals, right? Yeah. I think it'd be cool to bring in, like, puppets of animals almost that are handled. That's fun. That way you can still do the animal show without using actual animals, which is... So I have just one real quick pitch for conservation. Move some of the syllables around and have him be Sir Connervation. And he's like this uptight British royalty. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that. (laughs) Now he has a personality. (laughs) But... Uh, he's got to be the straight man. Yeah. Because yeah. Zoe, some, there's got to be something fun with Zoe. She's really into animal dunk. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is really funny. That is funny, actually. She's always talking about scat. Yeah. And what if Connor, like, even though he's into conservation, what if he's, like, afraid of the animals? Yes. And, yeah. Zo- and Zoe oh, is yeah. always, like, trying to get him to interact with the animals. Yeah, and that's and a fun then, way like, to make use like, of oh, the puppet. Oh, look, it pooped. And then, like, <laughs> talks about all the things that, like, you can learn from their poop. <laughs> Yeah, she's like way too eager yeah. and like super into all the weird stuff. Yeah. Or just like general bodily functions. It could be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, look at this animal <laughs> shit. Connor, look at the yeah. horse's erect penis. <laughs> Isn't it huge, Connor? Oh no. <laughs> My word. <laughs> My word. Spills tea. <laughs> <laughs> but presumably Sir Conservation is going to be about conservation, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, Brock, it's about horse dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're losing the thread, I feel. <laughs> like I feel like his big theme could be, yes, we must protect the land of these animals so that they have their own space. Yeah, and they stay away free. from us. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the characterization there. That's great. Any more to say about zoology and circonservation? I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they're perfect. The more serious way to put Zoe than the scat is, she just really hands on, wants to be in the middle of all of the studies. Yeah, it's not all scat related. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think it would be better if there's just a few jokes here and there, as yeah, opposed it's just to having be a, a joke. yeah, it can't all be scat and horse sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the internet is for. <laughs> Although I do love, <laughs> you do love scat and horse or conservation <laughs> in the poop show. Please buy our new shirt. <laughs> Welcome to the poop yeah. show. God. Okay, so moving on to Hollywood Studios, <laughs> who are we going to have there? 
Speaking uh, of poop well, show. What are they going to talk about there, I think, is the big question. I do think giving some insight into the magic behind how stuff is made is, or at least trying to. Yeah. Like, um, like hey, we're going to film, like, this kind of shot, right? Like, So, like, movie making. Yeah, like, movie making. Like, hey, so, you know, for example, bad example, because Disney does not own this property, but, uh, like, how do, like... They could be setting up, like, trying to film, like, one of those shots, like, where you make the hobbits so much shorter, like, a forced perspective shot. Forced perspective, right? like, yeah. Yeah, like, teaching kids, like, about that kind of filmmaking, but having things go wrong, right? Like, cute little things. Well, and a lot of the humor yeah. there could come with uh, pulling audience members to participate. Yeah, to as, be in like, the shot. Uh, the performers in these shots that they're setting up. Yeah, so with those, I think our characters are probably like a super artistic director and an overworked PA. And the yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. That's word for word what I was gonna say, Eric. And I think yeah, yeah, because it yeah, it just screams it. And I think our director has to be a woman, and our uh, PA has to be a guy named Depression. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the the director's name doesn't necessarily have to do with anything with movies. It could just be like seven words long to be like <laughs> as like that kind of pretentious like I'm Starshine Alexandria blah 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 blah, right? Like very See, I was thinking it was gonna be more like the like um because when I think of Hollywood studios, I still think of the streetmosphere people who are there, which is like 1920s Hollywood. So oh, I was thinking yeah, it was like one sure. of those directors. His, his name is like Sydney, you know, um, uh, I, I can't think of a name off the top of my head, but I was thinking a name like that. I was like, oh, this is, a, but every time they introduce him, like she has to say his full title, like esteemed director Sydney blah, 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 who has won uh, six Academy Jake, Awards. The woman is going to be the director. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, boom. I mean, yeah, I just I dropped just, the mic on that's... you. <laughs> uh, but for real, the director's name could be, in terms of if we wanted to work puns in, uh, like a mill, a bunch of last names of like famous performers. Mm. Like yeah. all is just like a reference. Yeah. And it could be from like different eras too. So yeah. it could be like. My name is, you know, or uh, Merrill Wells Pitt Hathaway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> close Monroe. the second. Yeah, close Monroe the second, right? Yeah. <laughs> Keep Glenn that. close. What a good pulp. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's the first time I've done finger guns in a while. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> Sally Lloyd would also be good because it'd be like celluloid. Oh, and I thought it was a reference to Harold Lloyd, too. Yeah, it's very old Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah Most cool. of the words I've been finding are things like Ed Itting. Ed Eider. Yeah, I like Sally Lloyd. I like Sally Lloyd. And then, um, it could, the, the, honestly, the guy could just be unpaid intern who doesn't have a name. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing more (laughs) Hollywood than that, baby. (laughs) His name is. Nothing more to encourage all of the youths to get into the movie making business there at Disney by showing them what their first couple of years in that particular kind of hell are going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> what about, like, uh, Sid Ema? Yeah. So it's, like, close to cinema. Oh, I wasn't getting that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're moving on to something else that doesn't print. That's okay. <laughs> I like his na- I like his name being Sid, though. <laughs> Let's just call him Sid for now. Fuck it. Yeah, his name is Sid. Yeah. Send us that suggestions for Sid's name, too. Yeah. Well, actually, just its name because we fixed the other one. Right. So uh, give us and, and we'll we'll take the best one and we'll we'll make that canonically the last member of the uh, Tomorrowland Research and Development Team. Yeah. 
All right, so let's do a little recap. Who have we got? In Tomorrowland, we have the classic Adam and Molly Q, uh, some eager scientists for whom things go wrong. Uh, in World Showcase, we've got Explore and Scout Pluransky, uh, the 90s extreme uh, brother and his more intelligent sister, who I also feel like is more on the pulse of today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in Animal Kingdom, we've got our friends Zoeology and Sir Conservation, uh, the overly excitable uh, in-the-field scientist and the uptight British scaredy-cat. Um, and in Hollywood Studios, we have our very artistic director, Sally Lloyd, and her harangued, long-suffering personal assistant, Sid. Ema. <laughs> Sid Ema. And teaching us about movie-making. <laughs> If yeah. it was pronounced Emma, would that make more sense? Sid Emma. Honestly, um, yeah. See, I'm just hearing better. Enema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please send us a significantly better suggestion. Speaking of Enema, it's time for the lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> Wait, you guys didn't talk about how great my idea was with last time. Oh yeah, sorry. It's really cool. Yeah, good I, job. It's a really okay. great idea. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, thank anyway, you guys. Time for our lightning enemas. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for doing so much of the heavy lifting with this. I just really came up with the idea of having them in the park, like all of the parks today, and that that would be really cool. And thank you guys. For I like that. I think it's sick stuff. I, I think it was fun to be able to develop six characters together. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, and California Adventure is going to have real dumb surfer bros because <laughs> nobody from California is smart. <laughs> Boom! Got him. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a rib at Eric. Yeah. For, anyone, for anyone listening, well, I just wasn't sure because you're from California. And if you would have got, we've that. lost all of our Californian listeners now. <laughs> so thanks all for that, one bro. Of them. I can hear the thunder and lightning in the distance. All right, let's let's spin that wheel. Spin, 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 spin. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay. Love the sound of this wheel. Today, we are doing a stunt show. So this would be stunts. It could be fake fighting. It could be acrobatics. Um, And, of course, what goes better... With a stunt show theme, then the um, historical uh, first ever full length animated film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So we need a stunt show <laughs> themed from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Who is up first? Me, sadly. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever, let's just fucking get into it. Uh, all right, so whistle while you work because you're about to watch a bunch of the dwarves do a bunch of cool flips and shit while they put together the house. So we're, uh, we're setting up the house and like putting garlands up and hanging out with birds while, uh, Dopey does somersaults off of the top of the, uh, the house into the garden and Sleepy sleeps and... Other dwarf, Doc, is uh, doing backflips and shit. That's the... (laughs) Nice. I can picture some fun, like, sneezy sneezes and all of them, like, do backwards somersaults as he blows them away. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to go further. You understand. Yeah. Um, All right, up next, we have Jake. (laughs) Okay. So my show is taking place uh, in the moments after the witch has killed Snow White uh, with the apple and the dwarves angrily chase her into the woods with their pickaxes and stuff. And in the movie, they don't catch her before she falls to death. But my stunt show will be that they do catch her and it will be the fight that ensues between the dwarves uh, and the elderly woman, the witch, the evil witch. Shut up, Siri. God damn it. Uh, And they will be fighting her and it will be great. That's my pitch. Phone. <laughs> All right, who's up next? <laughs> Brock. Uh, 
So my pitch is going to bring back the Huntsman. Uh, after he failed to do the job the first time, the Queen sends him back. Oh, uh, but this time, Snow and the Seven Dwarves are ready. Uh, we get a huge fight scene in which, uh, after all their incredible fighting, the Huntsman finally changes his heart again and decides, no, that Snow White must live. And then they all look at this audience and said, well, this had no point, so let's cut it from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but trust us, it happened off screen. <laughs> no. We are on a roll today, boys. Tanner, let's go. All right, so we all remember the terrifying tree scene of Snow White being lost in the woods. My stunt show is going to be more of an acrobatics uh, stunt show as she's making her way through all these winding trees as they're closing in on her giant puppets of them coming down as she's scared, running for her life in almost a dance-like rhythm, rhythmic movement through these trees in a thrilling show where she finally escapes the terrifying forest. Nice. All right. All right. Did pretty good with a pretty wild. Yeah, that was that was out there. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot better than I thought we would. Well, some of us. Some uh, of us I'm, did. Uh, <laughs> some of us created a bonus scene. <laughs> Pro- why don't you take us out of here? <laughs> um. All right. All right, we're going to take it down to Swiss Alps with Explore on and our friend Tanner. Also our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do sick gnarly tricks on main underscore street underscore musings. Oh, we're going to do some conservation, Jake, with me, Conservation. <laughs> Also on Facebook. There it is. Facebook.com slash Main Street Musings. And uh, Eric, science! Twitter. That's MSM underscore podcast. <laughs> and I'm Brock, regrettably. Uh, <laughs> Last week, Brock didn't promise this one would be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure to give us a uh, five-star review, a good rating. Tell all your friends. Submit questions for our Q&A. And don't forget to check out Twitter for our lightning round polls. Goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. See you next time. Well, they'll hear us. Yeah. Hear you next time. I mean, you'll hear me.